Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, my name is Bryce Watts, and this is the NF Ladies Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but I want to highlight the women who are the support systems behind the scenes. Let's do it. Lately, I've been feeling out of touch. Like nothing gives me that same kind of rush. And all my friends say I'm better off, but you're still in my head. Yeah, my mind says to let you go, but I'm not ready yet. And all this time, I've been thinking about all the things we said. So it's just so bad if I hold on, cause I'm not ready yet, not ready yet. Welcome back to episode 33 of the NF Ladies podcast. I am here with everybody's favorite guest, Sarita Francis. Hello, Sarita. Hey, how are you? Amazing. Thank you for asking. So I'm going to start off by asking you who your significant other is, how long you've been in the league, what teams you have been on, and what team you are currently on. My fiance is Jordan Scarlett. Um, we met back in college in 2015. He played for the University of Florida. Um, he was drafted by the Carolina Panthers in 2019. Since then, we have landed on two additional NFL teams, um, the Detroit Lions, as well as the Miami Dolphins, which Miami is home for us. So that was super sweet. We have also spent time in the Canadian League, Um, so he played with two different Canadian teams um, for a short while this year, and we are currently navigating free agency, so just kind of waiting for that call um, for the next opportunity um, and just kind of seeing what the next move is for him as far as the NFL. Doing the journeyman thing. Talk to many a journey women and journey families on this podcast. So we know exactly what you mean. Yes. <laughs> and I will ask you, I don't know if this is controversial, but what was your favorite team that you were on? Like based on the organization or the women there or the place you were in? What was your favorite? So I think thus far we've had the best experience with the Dolphins. Um, they just were the most um, connected as far as bringing the families together Training camp was a really good time. They like knew us by name when we would walk in. They knew my daughter. Um, they just had like a really nice area for us set up. They try and do events for the families, which I really appreciated because when we were with the Panthers, that was non-existent. Um, and so I kind of had to be, it's funny, I've talked about this on a podcast before, but I kind of had to be that creepy girlfriend who was like adding people on Instagram and like, hey girl, like want to hang Same. out? Or like, I don't know, just like weird stuff. Um, so if I've ever done that to you guys, I apologize. <laughs> You know, it's a it's a tight knit world and like just kind of having those connections is important. And so I appreciate when teams kind of foster that. So I think my my favorite experience thus far has been with the Dolphins. And then on top of the fact that it's home for us, it's kind of like the perfect storm. I know that's not I mean, from personal experience, too, that's not the same everywhere. And there are some teams that really do a really good job about that, like bringing the women together, calling you by name, knowing who you are like that's a big deal. Do they have any type of child care for, with with that? Not that I know of. I know that the Panthers now offer it. They did not offer it when we were there. So I think it's kind of just, um, I think it just depends. I think after COVID, things got different and harder and they stopped offering it. Um, so I have not experienced that yet, but I would love to be on a team that offers that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't even, obviously, I don't have kids, but I didn't even think about that being a factor. Like, you want to go and you actually want to watch the game, but you want to bring your kids, too, and then you want to get the cute pictures after the game, of course. So it's like, how are you supposed to enjoy the game when your kid's like, Mom, I, I want a snack. I have to go to the bathroom. Why are we here? Who are we looking at? Especially when they maybe don't understand, like, it's a very cool situation that you're in, and maybe they'll look back and be like, oh, my gosh, that was wild. But they're like, I'm bored. Can we go home? yeah 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 they're like let's just go see dad and let's go home like they it's funny my daughter's two and a half and she definitely we always joke that like she'll never remember this time um so you know all the pictures and all the videos and all these things but I just look at other people who have kids who are older and like just kind of the experience that they have is so so different and I'm sure it just makes such a huge impact on their life and as much as she won't remember quote unquote I mean I definitely do think that these are experiences and times that do shape her so I just think that's super cool that she's kind of able to be on this journeyman journey with us <laughs> well yeah and seeing your your dad or your mom too like perform at the highest level of whatever they're doing like understanding when you're older that's super cool you're like you're the boss you're the boss basically obviously there's people making decisions for you but like you're the top one percent of the people who made it to the NFL whether you're in free agency whether you're on a team whether you're on practice squad like you still did something you made it and I think that's kind of hard for some people to understand especially like looking at it from let's say a fan perspective it's like oh if you're not on the 53-man roster you're not on the team which is like you don't even know how hard it was to get to where you are right now or even be in the league still or being able to go to Canada and play in the league and then try to come back in like it's so much more than the 53-man roster that is absolutely the truth so you said that you guys met in college in 2015 Tell us about that. What's the story? How'd you meet? (laughs) So um, any of you guys who are Gators, we met at the once known infamous Shucks (laughs) in downtown um, or in Midtown, actually, excuse me, which is right across from campus. We were both freshmen. I was not even actually I may have been 18 at the time. I came into the University of Florida at 17. um, And so I was a baby. He is was also a baby. He was a freshman. It was his first year. Um, and you know, the first time we met, it definitely was, you know, one of those things where you just think like, do all of these football players just like talk to any girl and like, they're not memorable to them. Like they just, you know what I'm saying? Like they're just kind of living their life kind of thing. And so when he came to talk to me, he wasn't the first football player to like ever talk to me. And so I kind of was like, "Mm," like, I'm not really feeling that, you know? And so (laughs) I didn't really give him the time of day that day. Um, and then a few months later, so that was probably in October of 2015. And then I want to say it was around Christmas break. I remember being home. He DM'd me on Instagram. So he slid in my DMs and I was like, does this kid even realize that he's already tried to talk to me before? Like, does he have any (laughs) clue that we've met before in person, you know? Yeah. And so I didn't say anything. I kind of just like played it cool. And he eventually mentioned it like within DMing. And he remembered exactly what I was wearing the day that we met. And I actually had to like look back at pictures with my roommate and be like, was he right? Like, is this real? And so when he was right, I was like, okay, I mean, I guess it must have been something that did like leave a mark on him. It wasn't just another, you know, hey, can I get your number in a in a party kind of thing? So at that point, I decided, you know, maybe it was worth the shot. And here we are seven years later. <laughs> That's funny that you say that about him. You're like, he's just shooting a shot, seeing what's up. Because, like, freshman year, that's what it's for. When people, like, 
like not to sound cocky or anything, but people who are definitely not in your league will come up and be like, you know what, you might as well try. Just see like what you can get, like what trouble you can get into. And it's like, nah, that's not, that's not for me. But, you know, shoot your shot freshman year and then you see who is in your lane and who's not. So that's really funny that you said that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like just intentions, you know, I mean, just being so young, I don't think either of us would have imagined that we would be here now. So, I mean you know, you just don't realize sometimes the decisions you're making then, like how they really do mold into like your adult life and marriage and all of these things, parenthood. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you, like you guys were babies. Like you said, you were literally teenagers. Like when you think about 17, 18, that's still a teenager. Like you met and you know, how could you have known that, that DM that people love to say slide into DMs? Like, I don't feel like there's such a negative connotation to it anymore. That and like dating apps are totally the norm. Yeah. So I'm like, it works. I guess it works, you know, like especially when you're young and you just don't know where it's going to go. But especially through college, you know, there's so much going on and you're growing so much individually, like by yourself. So growing together, I'd imagine like you just get to know so much more about each other when you meet in college exactly. like that. It's true. And you kind of go through the process together. Like, you know, when I was starting school, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And so I just went through so many changes. Um, and like just kind of having that support from him, even though he had his own things going on, was something that was like kind of integral in our relationship as well. And so I think we really grew together um, as well as like individuals in that time and kind of just being able to like be in the same space without being there for each other and being able to like, I'm here for me, you're here for you. And like we just happened to be in the same place at the same time was like really good for that age. We didn't have to like, you know one person drive back and forth every weekend to like spend time together and things like that, that people do in college sometimes to like make things work. It kind of just was able to work more naturally while we were both able to still like chase our passions and our dreams. So that's something that I really was like thankful for. um, And I think worked in our favor in college. And how do you feel since you did have that really good foundation to begin with? Like I know some people get with their significant others when they're already in the league and that's hard because you're jumping right into like, how far do I see this going? Should I commit fully to this and like kind of put my dreams on hold? Because unfortunately, that's what you have to do to some extent until you figure out what you want your guys's role to be. So did you feel like going into the draft and everything that definitely helped you like being able to build that foundation outside of football and like as individuals where it's not just revolving around him? A hundred percent. And I think, um, excuse me, I think I had no clue. I mean, I had never experienced professional sports uh, from where, where I was from. Nobody went to the NFL. So it wasn't something that was like normal for me. And I kind of just didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't really know what it meant to just like pick up and move. You know, I figured yeah. once you get on a team somewhere, then you're you're good to go, you know. And so when we first got to Charlotte, I thought about like pursuing nursing school, which would have kept me in Charlotte and like not to say thank God I didn't do that, but thank God that I noticed that, you know, nursing was kind of not my path because that could have led me to a position where I was either leaving midway through a program or staying in a place that now he's left from. And now I'm in a place that maybe I wouldn't have chosen to be in aside from our relationship. So I think just, yeah, I had, I had no clue what that meant, but I think that having the foundation of knowing that like we started from the bottom, like we came out together, you know, we, we knew what our intentions were for each other, even though we were still super young, we definitely kind of both went into it, just not knowing. Um, And so I think that kind of gave us an open mind 
to, you know, just kind of like the changes that were going to be happening. Um, but I don't think you could ever prepare for like what's next after like you get drafted and then you kind of get thrown into like all of these like adult decisions. And like at the end of the day, we were adults, but we were straight out of college. So, I mean, it's very different. (laughs) All of those changes that are happening. I just posted a video, um, like to the trend of, you know, signing a year lease in the NFL, like that's a rookie mistake. And it's like, we, we did that. We thought we were going to be in this place for years. I thought I was going to live in New York. I was like, I'll come back for Christmases. Like I'm going to be a New Yorker. Like I thought even now, like that's where I was going to be, but how stupid was I? I moved there months later and then ended up moving to four other States. It's like, and I'm seeing even people who I've talked to their feet or significant others are, have been drafted, drafted that year. And then they move to a different team, not because anything that they did. It's like whatever team politics were going on, whatever the team thought they wanted to do. So it's like you truly don't know. You don't know what they're going to do, whether they think they want to put you down. And because that's the thing, too, when they release you, they think that they're going to pick you back up on practice squad. if They still want you people. It's like when you're cut but they still want you. It's like, okay, well, why'd you cut me? You want to demote me and then less pay and this and that. And like, you don't get to play in the games at all. So it's weird. It's like, do you want me or do you not want me? Like, why was I cut to be put on a different, like different ring of it? So that's weird too. I know. I think it's so hard to like, that's something. So we did sign a few year leases. (laughs) We Mm. did not learn after our first one. Um, Honestly, I kind of found that it was, sometimes those short-term leases ended up costing the same amount as like a year lease because they like Mm -hmm. surcharge you when you have a shorter lease. Um, And it just was always this stress of like, do we buy furniture? Do we rent furniture? Do we like rent a U-Haul truck and like drive to these places? Do we like just leave our stuff? Do we rent something furnished? Like there's just so many questions. And I think, I don't know. And I think it's not a one size fit all answer because some people do get on one team and they're there forever. And some people like we spent one year with the Panthers and then got cut like he got drafted there um and just got released and like that was just jarring like I think it was something that neither of us expected you know he had a really great training camp like he felt really positive and like he's a very very humble guy and so I think that you know it really does make you start question like questioning like am I good enough like what's wrong with me kind of thing and like like we said it's all about politics like you just it doesn't necessarily mean that you aren't great it doesn't necessarily mean that you know what I'm saying and so I think that was something that was really hard for me to like experience and like watch him have to go through um especially being in like free agency like that's it's just a really like um it's like a very just like internal experience and like really having to like dig deep and like figure out you know who you are and who you are perhaps outside of football at some point and so I think that's something that we've been really, really um, navigating through um, the past, like, I guess, year now. So I don't know. It definitely is not a one size fit all answer. But um, well, the thing, too, with it is it's not just them being looked at as maybe not even NFL players because they're not on the 53 man roster consistently or they're bouncing around the teams. It's like as the women, you don't get any like brownie points you don't get any snaps for you for helping them move to all these teams because you're not an NFL you're not in the NFL like you guys aren't in the NFL so why should you be treated as if you are why should you be given the props as if you are 
unless you're on like this one team and that's like NFL wife be like uh, not like be like us but like this is what it's like when really that's not the same for everyone and like you don't really get you don't get your time you don't get your time to sit back and look and be like pat on the back like good job for everything that you helped us do here like moving to all these states like it's really not not that I'm trying to take credit for anything that he's doing or any of the other men are doing like what they're doing is so hard I can't imagine going in and like you're getting fired you're getting fired from these teams that's not fun like having to go clean out your locker that's not a fun experience but it's also different for us too and you don't get that you you just don't get that especially if you've never some people never have that. And so you never kind of get that like respect right. for what you're doing and like what you've sacrificed. So it's just like, all right, on to the next. It's really selfless thing for all, all of the women to do, really. I totally agree. And I think that it's kind of one of those like thankless jobs similar to like motherhood. Like you just kind of have to do it. And like people don't look at you and say, good job. Like it's just kind yeah. of what your role is. Um, and so I think kind of having that you know, just like support from the other women in the league, I think is very helpful because those are the only people that get it. I mean, I've explained it or tried to explain it to my friends or my family. And like, as much as they love and support and like want to understand where I'm coming from, they just, (laughs) I don't think think anyone can have a clue unless, unless you've done it, you know, like some people are okay with, you know, doing the long distance. I have always been one that like wants to be with my family um even before having kids like it was very important for me to like be there actively um and I think that that was like important for both of us and so that's another thing that people don't understand you know some people are like stay and chase your own things and let him do his thing and like I don't know I see the importance of it being like our thing and like this experience that we get to have together um because it is a short time um in our lives, but it is something that is like going to be integral in kind of how we continue um, our relationship and our family. Well, and it truly makes you stronger as a couple to say this isn't the easy route for us to travel together, but this is what makes us happy and this is what we're going to do. And we're going to look at this when we're 40, 50, 60 and say, oh my gosh, how did I do that? I even look back at 2018, like, how did I move to four states by myself? Like, just thinking about moving to another state right now kind of stresses me out. And like, I only have a cat. So I'm like, you know, you just, you put your head down and you go through it and you know, it has to be done. But I want to backtrack a little bit. We talked about how you guys met. You guys just got engaged. What did he do? How did you guys get engaged? What was it like? What was the process? What did he do? Did he surprise you? Girl, we finally got engaged. And I say that like, (laughs) I've always (laughs) joked. I'm like, when we get engaged, I'm going to put on the caption, like, finally, because I have like, I'm 100% from the beginning. Like I've always been a relationship girl. Marriage was always in the cards for me. Like that was just 100% always what I valued. And so, you know, I kind of at times didn't understand why it wasn't happening on my timeline. I was like, you know, this is what I want. Like, why can't we have this? You know, like we have like a house now, you know, you have all the things that like you're supposed to have to like move that to that step, but we got them like very quickly, you know? And so I think I had a really hard time like understanding his timing, but truly, and I tell my friends this, like when I stopped thinking about it, that's when it happened. And I was like totally caught by surprise. And, um, I think it couldn't have been better timing because I think that I was just in a mindset where I was able to enjoy it. And I kind of wasn't constantly like, okay, well, when is it going to happen? And like, 
you know, it's just so much nicer to experience that when you haven't been like on their behind, you know, like it's just nice for them to do it because they like wanted to, or because they planned it the way that they wanted to. And I think that that was important to him. Like he really wanted it to like reflect kind of what his vision for it was because he does know me really well. And so he did a really good job. He did it at our house, which I was totally, totally shocked by. We went out to eat um, hibachi and he was like, let's just go to dinner. It was like a, it was a Tuesday. Cause it was, Two twenty-two twenty-two, 22 um and so we came back from dinner and before we had left I told him I'm like please don't forget to lock the door and I came back home and the front door was unlocked and I was like I turned to him and I'm like like I told you lock the door like you left the door unlocked so I'm literally like complaining of course and we like walk through the door and I'm like I like see it because it's like in our living room which is like when you first walk through and I'm like, this can't be what I think it is. And I didn't even make it to the living room. Like I stopped in the kitchen and I'm literally bawling my eyes out. <laughs> and it's funny, the photos we have on Instagram that are posted and things, those are from when I essentially went upstairs and like got dressed and came back down and like took photos. But the original mm. video, I'm literally, I mean, I'm in a dress, but I'm not in makeup. Like I 100% was not prepared. Um, our daughter was like still awake. So like she was there and it was, it was perfect. Like I feel like, he kind of really understood, he understood the assignment. So he did a really good job. And I was like, very happy. Um, And I think the timing was perfect. Did your daughter understand what was happening? Oh, she had no clue. She definitely, she was like, mommy, the ring. Like she definitely liked it, but she had no clue what was happening. She didn't know why I was like bawling my eyes out. And like, I'm very emotional. So he always joked that like, you're going to just be crying the whole time. And I sure was. So it's like, well, at least my makeup wasn't on yet. And so I just kind of was able to cry on a bare face and then once I put my makeup on I was like okay we look good now <laughs> well that's when you truly because people are always asking me they're like did you not know how did you not know it's like no look at the photos and know that I did not know my nails are chipped right. I got no paint on the nails like I don't have makeup on like I'm crying too so that's how you know it's real the, ori- the original videos <laughs> exactly that's very cute that your daughter was able to be there and, you know, see, you know, even if she doesn't understand what's happening, she's like, this is how it's always been. What do you mean? There's nothing different that's going to be happening. Like what she, she, mom looks really happy. So I'm happy, I guess. And the ring is so shiny. Exactly. And that's exactly what her experience of it was. And it's so funny, you know, kids. And again, I, I've said this on, and on another podcast too, but it's like kids experience of all of this, um, it's just so different. You know, as long as we're happy, she doesn't care where we live, how, you know what I mean? Like she just, she has no clue. As long as we're together and like she has us, like that's all that like makes her happy. And so I think that kind of mindset throughout everything is what I've just been trying to have and like just enjoying the moment for what it is because everything is fleeting and it's just not promised. So, well, yeah, I mean this having, having, you know, they, they grow up in a blink of an eye, right? So that goes by really fast. And then this experience goes by really fast. And having them during it is something that, you know, you're going to look at and you're going to love those memories forever and see how much they've grown. And like, when you hand them to them on the field, like those are the cutest photos to me. I'm like, take all of the photos. I don't care. Be extra at the games, do selfies in your game day outfits. Like, I didn't do that. I don't know what I was doing. Like I was too busy not trying to like, try not to pass out when he's running on the field because I'm like so excited. I was like, I should have been taking more game day photos and stuff. Like everyone looks so good now. I haven't been to a stadium in a while. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know the vibe there anymore. Us either. (laughs) I know us either. We actually, so, and 
I can say, I, I mean, just because of COVID, my daughter was born during COVID. She has not mm. been to a game and like, I design game day clothes for a living. So I think that's something that like, I just can't wait to be able to like design for her and like us and like do the matching and the photos and the videos and like all the things. Yeah. So I definitely am with you on that. It's been a while for us. So I'm definitely just excited to kind of see what's next and like have that opportunity, but I'm living through everyone else for now. <laughs> well, you were drawing some designs for your business before, and you mentioned it. So let's talk about that now. Tell us what it is. Tell us how you got started. Give us the ins and outs of it. Oh, so this is a good one. So I own Pressed by Sarita, which was originally called Designs by Sarita, which is funny because that was my Instagram name. And like, I just made the Instagram on a whim. Um, I didn't expect it to like turn into a full-blown business. I did not expect to do it full-time. I always designed for myself um, throughout college and even just his rookie year. And I had a few people reach out to me like, hey, could you make this for me? And like, I would do it for friends and things like that. But I never thought of like turning it into a business. Um, But in September of last year, so September, 2021, I decided, you know what? Like, let's just go for it. Let's make an Instagram, you know, And let's just like see what happens. And so at that time, I was a stay-at-home mom. My daughter was not even a year and a half yet. Um, So it was one of those times when he was, was he, he was in free agency at the time. And I just felt like I wanted to have something for myself um, that, you know, was something that I could do, I could manage, but I could still have my daughter at home with me because that was important. Um, I wasn't ready to put her in daycare yet. And so when I first started, I was working out of the living room, which I still am working out of the living room, (laughs) but my space has grown quite a bit and my equipment has grown quite a bit, but I was working out of the living room and I would basically work when I would put her to bed at nap times, things like that. Um, And it grew really fast. So when, so the NFL season went really well, I had like Super Bowl orders. I had, you know, playoff orders. I had just like regular orders throughout the season. When the season ended, I 100% thought that like, oh, there'll be a nice lull until the until the next season. Um, there was not. <laughs> I immediately got hit with like MLB, NHL, um, which was awesome. I mean, I had never opened my eyes to all of the other leagues. Um, I knew the NFL well. You know, I knew the NCAA pretty well. Like I had connection there personally, so it was kind of easy to grow there. But growing into those other spaces was something that I did not expect. And so that was honestly like a trigger for me to like, okay, wait, this could really be something, you know? And so at that time I had taken a job, um, in my degree. So I have a degree in, um, family youth and community science with like a a specialty in pre-health. And so I was working with a nonprofit organization, which, um, that's like still 100% my dream is to own a nonprofit one day. But it got to the point in about July of 2022 where I was like, I cannot manage my daughter, a full-time job, and this business. Like, this has gotten out of hand. Like, I'm working till 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Like, I'm not sleeping, you know, these kind of things. And so I decided to go full-time with my business this July. And it has literally just been a whirlwind. Um, I've had so much support from the NFL, from the MLB, from hockey from bait from um the nba from ncaa sports from just kind of all around the world even like international teams so it's just been really really cool to kind of spread out 
um, and meet all of these women um, and families and just kind of like serve people who understand where I'm at. Um, And so it's just really personal to me. uh, And it's something that, again, like I just think it's super important for us to have something of our own because we can get so wrapped up in what, you know, our guys have going on. And like, as much as that is important, like it's also important for us to like have our identity and have something that we're passionate about because truly like I can see how my fiance just like looks at me, not say looks at me differently, but he really loves to see me like also flourishing in something that I'm passionate about. Um, and so there's times when he's helping me like peel vinyl. Um, he's answered DMs for me and stuff before. So if he's ever DM'd you guys and he doesn't sound as, as happy <laughs> as me, it's because it's him. Um, but it definitely has turned into like a family business. And so it's just like fun to kind of grow it with him and be able to essentially be creating something off of his career, quote unquote, um, but something that can continue on. Um, and, you know, he hopes to coach one day. So like I joke that I'll be designing um, clothing for like 50 years. So we'll see. <laughs> well, and like you said, it's not just the NFL. It's it's everything. And I think now because I was talking to one of the veteran wives, uh, Jasmine Whitaker, um, and she was talking about how different it is now because social media wasn't as big as it is now. I think she was talking about like even 2008. Think about 2008 Instagram where they give you five filters and they make you look horrible. Like what was that Instagram? <laughs> like it's so different now. And I think like the game day outfit, something that's custom. Everybody wants to stand out. You want to rep your man in whatever way you can. You don't want to wear those boxy fanatic shirts that like really don't look good on anybody. And it's not just for the wives exactly. and girlfriends and families. Like as a fan, I'm... I, I'd rather look cute at a game. You know, what if I'm going on a date? What if I just want to look good? Take some cute pics. Like the custom yes. apparel seems to be, and I, I know, you know, have you seen a lot of growth from the 2021 to now? I mean, it's, it's been oh a year. Gosh. I can't believe it's, it seems like you've been around for a long time. I was looking, you have like hundreds of posts. So I was like, she must've been around for a while. Like it's only been since 2021. Yes. It's only been a little over a year. So it's been insane. I mean, I started out with maybe, I mean, I started out with zero followers when I first started the page and I'm at over 6,000 right now, which is, I mean, just crazy. Like just, I, and again, I'm just so floored by what social media can do because I mean, storefronts, not to say that they are going out of style, but they are, you know, you can only reach so many people in person. So being able to like run a business 100% from social media, I feel like my family thought I was crazy when I told them I was doing this, you know, and like, seeing kind of what I've built, they are totally shocked. I mean, it's just not the normal way to build a business or make money or um, live. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a little scary because, you know, you don't want to rely so much on something that can just disappear. Um, it's not as concrete as a building in a you know, on a storefront. Um, but I just think, you know, it's something that you have to continue to like evolve with um, and keep up with. And like we said, like it is all about just consistently like keeping up with the trends, learning um, and just kind of keeping connected with your clientele and your people. And so that's kind of what I've just been focusing on. And I do have a website now, so I'm trying to get more concrete outside of social media in case one day it just like spoofs and demitics, you know, air or something. But um, yeah, I'm totally floored by social media and just all of the things that it's capable of bringing well it seems that unintentionally like you created this to kind of be to work with your your guys's lifestyle and being remote and going where you need to go and still doing what you want to do where 
when the pandemic hit, like if you didn't have some type of digital storefront or you didn't bring your company online, it was really difficult for those companies to make that transition. Whereas with the companies that were maybe they fully started online and people were saying, you're stupid. Why don't you have a storefront where people can walk in? Like that's not the way that the world is evolving right now. Everything's online. Like Amazon is everywhere. Like you can't walk outside with seeing without seeing a bunch of Amazon packages, you know, like it's, unintentionally you've created a more sustainable company where you can you're open to growing even is you're not looking at the old traditional ways like it needs to be like this you're okay with being like okay it was like this it needs to be like this now exactly and again like with social media with with the internet your store doesn't close it's not a you know oh we're open you know six to five or something like that I don't have to be in front of your face to like you to purchase or you to like shop or like all of these things so I don't know. I mean, I'm very interested to see where this goes. I mean, I've joked, like, what is social media going to look like when my daughter is our age? You know, like, it's probably not, I don't know what it's going to look like. I have no clue. So, I mean, it's definitely, like I said, something that is just forever evolving. And I think as long as, you know, we continue to evolve with it, I think those are the businesses that are really going to flourish. Well, and we, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. You do everything. So you're designing, you're running your social media pages, you're pressing things. If you see on her Instagram, y'all, she's doing all of that stuff, like pressing, designing. She was designing some stuff before we started recording. Like, I do social media stuff, and I know that takes all day, making videos, posting pictures. Like, she does it all. And moving your family and taking care of your daughter and, like, all of that stuff at the same time. I can imagine you're saying you were up till 4 and 5 in the morning. Like, I mean, and at one point, it's like, can I sleep? Can I prioritize my yeah. health? Because you're seeing our, you know, we're seeing our men like eight hours of sleep. It's so important. And you're like out here yeah. working till four. You're like, okay, when do I get to sleep? When's my time? Exactly. Yeah. I think having such a labor in like, um, what is what I want to say? A labor intensive job. I mean, and labor is kind of, you know, a, a loose word for it because I mean, it's not hard labor, but it is just like time consuming. Like my hands touch every single piece that comes to you guys' doors. And so I think that's one thing that I've tried to be very transparent about on my page. Um, you know, just sharing, like I'm a student, like I'm in my master's program. I have a two and a half year old, like I have my family, I have my fiance, like I run this business 100% by myself. And so I think that there's been times when I question, you know, can I do this? You know, you get those frustrated customers who are like, I've been waiting, you know, this long and like all these things. And it's like, I try to just be so real with them. And a lot of times I will even respond like with a voice note or something and be like, listen, like I 100% am not ignoring you, but I am one person. Like I'm just doing my best, you know? And so I think that that goes a long way. And like, that's one thing that I've really tried to adopt in my business, just like being personal because I am a person and like, this is run by one person, you know? And so eventually I 100% hope to be able to like, um, hire employees. I mean, I, I feel like I'm in a position to do that now. I'm just scared. (laughs) And so I think that's one thing that's probably holding me back. You know, I think once I make that move to do that, um, things are going to grow even more. I know. So I'm seeing more and more apparel companies and just custom purses and stuff like that popping up on Instagram. Are, is there a community within you guys, like the custom game day stuff where you guys like reach out to each other, follow each other, like hype each other up and everything? Yeah. Um, honestly, I've been like, just shocked by how many pages have been popping up lately it seems Mm -hmm. like it's something that quote-unquote everyone is doing and so I think that's something that kind of gives me slight anxiety because you know you don't want to become obsolete if 
everyone is doing it, then how does your business continue to thrive? Um, but I 100% believe in the power of collaboration. And so I have locked arms with these women um, and just tried to like support them in ways that I can, you know, being around maybe a little bit longer than people who have just started a few months ago, um, you know, just kind of leading them maybe in the right direction um, because there is plenty of business out here for all of us. It's such a fun, creative outlet. Um, and so I think as long as people are bringing like their own uniqueness and originality to, you know, to the fields, like that is super important. And so I just feel like I really enjoy being able to like collaborate on giveaways and like just kind of, I, I don't know if you guys have seen, but I have like a um, collaborated uh, holiday collection with another business. And so her, um, her boyfriend plays for the Cardinals. And so just kind of a lot of these women are also in the same position as us, you know? And so I think it's really just nice to um, have that community of people who are also doing the same thing as you. And I'm sure there's that aspect of that competitive aspect in you who's like, I got, I got to stay ahead of them. I got to do this. I got to do that before them. But you know, there's not two or three ideas. Like you, there are so exactly. many ideas out there. Everybody has a different vision. I have a friend, Andrea Braden. She, I, I had her in the first couple yes. of episodes, just started doing something. And she has a background in graphic design. It was like, you know what? Why why don't I try this? I make my own game day shirts. Yes. Like, And she's just stuff that I've never seen before. And then I see a new page and I saw you doing the, the signatures. And I loved that. It's so, that is so personal. Like that's a real personal touch. I feel like even more than their face. I don't know how that makes sense, but there's an idea everybody has a different idea it's like how you execute it maybe if it's in theory the same thing it's going to look different depending on who you are depending if you outsource depending if you paint a lot of people are painting jackets like yes there's there's like you said there's something for everybody a hundred percent I love Andrea by the way her and I have become very close in the past I want to say she's just been around for maybe like a month now, but her and I literally, she actually sent me a bunch of um, voice notes prior to like recording this. And I was like, Hey, I'm about to record a podcast. Like I'll listen in just a moment, but her and I have gotten really close. Um, and her stuff is just so original and different. And like, she brings so many new things out of me, you know, her and I talking together and like, just kind of coming up with new things and even just new marketing tactics. Like over Black Friday, I offered um, a gift card when you purchased or something like that. And so that was something that her and I had like talked about. And she was like, oh, this would be something really cool for you to do. Like, so just kind of having that outside, um, you know, intel and like, just like another person to like voice off of, because, you know, talking to my fiance, like he doesn't really understand kind of what goes into like this a lot of times. And so Mm -hmm. I think just having that community is really important. Um, But yes, I do think that we all kind of get in that feeling of like, is this going to become a super saturated market? And I think as much as it can, you know, I just think as long as you're staying true to yourself, as long as you're being unique, as long as you're kind of bringing something to the table that is you, there is a space for you. And so I definitely think Andrea is a beautiful version of that because she did just come around recently, but she's doing something I've never seen before. Um, And that's like really, really cool to see. And I can, I can tell that other people that are seeing it feel the same way because they are going crazy over her stuff. Yeah. And she was saying it's grown so much more than she expected. Like yours has been growing so much more than you expected. Like, I think it's just the market is continuing to expand further than like Emily Mayfield is really good at doing this. I talked to, I was talking to Carly Teller and she was saying just how Emily loves to 
rep smaller brands. She'll tag every single thing in her outfit, custom from whoever is in the area. And that's a huge yeah. deal. And so you're getting small businesses or businesses who are getting this recognition from somebody who is a wife who is going to just naturally get a lot of attention. So that's, yes. that's really cool to see too. Just, and, and then it goes further than the player's wives. It goes further than the friends and, and it reaches to the fan, the fan who wants to look good too, or you want to exactly. give a cute holiday gift. Yeah. You know, it's so much bigger and it doesn't even have to be to a sports team. I'm sure like just supporting right. a high, a high school team, maybe even exactly. a spelling. Yeah. Game. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, we've had, I've had um, dance teams. I've had cheerleading competition moms. I've had, what else have I had that's like kind of off the wall? I had um, someone who was doing like a bodybuilding, like a physique contest. That was really oh, wow. cool. So definitely just like, there, I mean, there's a million and one things. And we've even said like the little league teams around here, like we went to one of the games that are in our area because little league football is huge around here. Like Fort Lauderdale down South, like we breed like athletes literally I don't know if you've ever seen but like we joke that there's always the most like NFL prospects coming out of like South Florida and so that's like a huge huge thing here and so we went to one of the games and I mean these kids are five six years old they're so cute in their little uniforms and these parents are like decked out at the games like we've said like come out with a flyer like they would love to see you know something new different that they haven't seen before and that's just a whole nother type of clientele to have you know and so yeah there's just so much room for expansion. And and going back to what you said about Emily um, Mayfield, I definitely think like we are so thankful as small businesses for that because it goes so, so far. And people don't realize that a tag is two seconds to you. It's nothing mm-hmm. to you, but it makes such a difference for a small business. And so sometimes, you know, you will, you'll work with like big name people And you don't want to be that like person to be like, Hey, can you please like post this tag this? But honestly, like I have gotten to the point where I'm like, listen, like I might sound a little tacky, but like, it's important. And like, it really does make a difference. And like, we are so thankful to be able to like give you something that, you know, you really like. And I think when people see that someone like that, of that, you know, status wearing your stuff, they're like, Oh, this must be good quality. This must be something that, you know, she's, she's invested in, you know, and I think that kind of goes a long way in the business too, of giving you that legitimacy that your stuff is going to be good because you can, you know, purchase things and sometimes it's not good quality or sometimes it's not going to last you a long time. So I think, um, that just kind of helps grow the business a lot. And that's just another way for people who aren't creators to like have that collaborative, um, and like community building, um, environment for us who are doing that. So I'm always super, super thankful um, for the women who do that for us. Um, even if it's just in stories, even if it's just sending me photos, like it just goes a really, really long way. Y'all tag your photos. That's why I like everybody's <laughs> posts, like in a small business, if it has one or two likes, okay, I'm the third like, because those right. likes, those likes help people like that helps push yes. things. Maybe they'll see your name. Maybe it'll get recommended to somebody because these ads are now interspersed with our, our feed. But have, yes. I, tell me to shut up if you thought of this, but are you allowed to like be an outside vendor, like outside of these games you're talking about? Cause like South Florida is really big and just have like something custom, you know, maybe some drunk college kids are walking by like, what is this shirt? I like this shirt. I want to buy it from you right now. Where'd you get that really yes. cool custom shirt? That's not boxy. Yeah. So we've talked about that too. So, um, Jordan, my fiance, he's talked about, you know, wanting to coach potentially in the future, which 
it's just a whole nother level of like craziness yeah. and instability and all of that. So I'm, I always joke, I'm like, this is just the beginning, you know, we're going to be in this <laughs> craziness for a while. Um, but he wants to coach back at the university of Florida and at UF game days are huge. Like Gainesville is very, very small. So when it's game day, everything, it's all about game day. And so there's tons of vendors that are like lining the streets on game day. And so I've said like, if and when we do that, like I 100% would love to have like a pop-up on game days and like do, you know, um, what is the word? Like tailgate clothing, I guess it's called. And like more crop tops and like just like cute things um, that aren't so player specific, but more, you know, to the color schemes or like just like to the styles that you would wear. I mean, I don't know about where you went to school, but orange and blue is a hard color to buy from a store, <laughs> yep. um, especially together and like make it look good. And so I think um, just kind of having creative op- options for those men and women and ladies and things like that, like that is a huge, again, another population to like really tap into. So I haven't done that yet, but I would, I mean, I would love to, like, I definitely, I mean, I, I guess I could even do it here with the dolphins. Like that's something that could be in the cards one day when I have some more hands. <laughs> I'm sure it's hard with licensing, but like you just said, even the colors, like, you know, you're, if you're wearing the colors, it doesn't have to say the team names or anything like then you're clear to go. Cause you know, I went to Cal it's, yeah, it's not the prettiest yellow and it's like a Navy blue. So really, and you have those ugly striped shirts and I'm like, how can I make that cute? Like, I don't have like the tiny little body that looks good. And like all of the big things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need something that cinches me. So you're looking when you see my massive legs, you're not like, She's straight up and down. Like, I need a little bit of, like, a curve. I need a cut. But there's just, there haven't been a lot of options. And maybe it's, like, 10 schools that they cater to. And then, obviously, they don't do custom orders. But, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that you know. There's so much potential, especially with college game days and Instagram. Man, everyone wants to look cute, period. I don't blame them. I want to look cute all the time, too. Exactly. And I mean, I took a ton of like tailgate college football pictures, like, and at that point, I was still just like making things on my own and like trying to make things cute from my dorm room. Um, But I definitely like that's a that's a space that I definitely, definitely want to move into. Um, And as far as like licensing goes, like that whole thing is scary, 100%. But in reality, I look at like, brands like Tiny Turnip, for example, with, with the MLB, they did become licensed by the MLB, which is like, or MLB, wow. which is so, so cool. Like that's something that if at some point I could become licensed by like something like that, I mean, that would just be, that would be awesome. So um, that's something that like definitely is in the cards and like just kind of where my mind has like gone as far as growth. I've even seen there's another brand, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but they um, have gotten licensed and they're able to be sold like in the stadiums and like they are more wow. fashion style pieces, not just like your jerseys or your, you know, your regular stuff. So I think that would be awesome. I have no clue how to do that, but <laughs> um, that is something that is like on the vision board. I'm going to be honest. Also, I didn't even think about this. It's probably the emergence of the idea that not just men are into sports, but that women also like to watch sports. It's so weird that we also like football. Novel idea. But that we also (laughs) like kind of want to bring a little fashion to it. I know some of the guys want to bring some fashion to it, too. Not all of them want to just be straight up and down. But yeah, I'm going to say that's something I just thought of. And I'm sure like those more fashionable pieces, people are walking in like, huh. I've never seen something yeah. like this before. I like this. I'm telling you. And like, I don't know about you, but I'm not the person to like want to wear what everyone else is wearing. And so I think yep. that's why the customization, like one of a kind pieces are just so special because you're not going to see everyone in the stadium wearing it. It's not a jersey. It's not a 
you know, it's not a boxy t-shirt, like you said, like it is something that is yours. And so Mm. I don't know, I really enjoy doing it. And so I think that I can see how it is something that is growing because as a consumer, I also enjoy wearing those kinds of things. Well, I think we're around the same age, so millennials, and we're all supposed to be snowflakes, right? And every snowflake yeah. is unique. So we just want to be different, everyone. Exactly. But well, let's go to, you're, you're in school right now, too. Yes. That's one thing we didn't touch on. How, yeah. how is that going? You, you are having to schedule a meeting with your professor for the end. It's the end of the year. I'm sure you're cramming a bunch of stuff that you need to do right now on top of all your holiday things that you're doing for your business and trying to spend time with your family and your daughter loves the tree lit up. So yeah. <laughs> how, how are you doing that too? So I am in my, I'm in a master's program for nonprofit management. Um, like I said before, I 100% would love to open a nonprofit one day. Um, you know, Jordan and I have talked about this a lot and like flush out a lot of ideas because I, I would love for him to like play a large role in it too, especially mm-hmm. just with his connection to the league and to just kind of all of these people because of, you know, who he is and who he was in college and like all of this, he just has a lot of reach. And so I think that we could really make a huge impact in our community. Um, so I decided to go back and get my master's because I, I really wanted to be the hands and feet of our nonprofit. I didn't want to have to outsource to a million and one people. I wanted to keep it, um, you know, within the family. And so I was like, you know what, let me go back to school learn a little bit more, kind of understand the ins and outs of like creating a nonprofit, you know, board members, all of these things. So I am moving into my final semester. I'm super excited. I will hopefully be graduating in the spring um, from the University of Florida with my master's, but it is definitely crazy. Again, just like managing things. And it's funny, I've always joked that like I'm an all-in person, like I can 100% be like laid back and like doing nothing and I'm like, great. And then all of a sudden I'm like doing everything at once. And that's pretty much what happened. Like I decided to go back to school around the same time that I started the business. And then I got a job like right after that. And then I already had my daughter. So like that was already crazy. And then just the lifestyle that we have is crazy. And so I took on like five things at once, but that's kind of just my essence. And so I feel like when I'm busy, I'm way more productive. Um, if I'm doing nothing, then I'm like doing absolutely nothing. And if I'm doing five things then I'm like on overdrive, so it's a little crazy, but I feel like I kind of function well and crazy. (laughs) Okay. I didn't even know what you were studying when we had talked about it earlier. So you're directly setting yourself up for whatever you guys are going to do after, I mean, if after football even happens, cause the coaching, the coaching thing, but setting yourself up for that nonprofit too. So that when the time comes, you're like, all right, I already got it done. Let's go. I'm ready for it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We definitely, I mean, nonprofit is my heart. Children are my heart. I have worked with the Salvation Army and like um, just different organizations throughout college. And so I just, I really feel like we can make such an impact, especially when it comes to like mentoring um, up and coming athletes. Like I just have so much vision for like, you know, what Jordan can bring to that, you know, era, especially, or that, that feel, that area especially just with his experience with free agency, you know, kind of bringing to light that even when you make it, like there's still these things that happen and like just kind of understanding the process and like that you are valuable outside of this thing that you've been working towards your whole life. And so I think just like the mental health aspect of that, just, you know, just kind of developing these skills um, and practice because they spend so much time in sports that maybe they don't know what else they're good at. They haven't had time to focus on education. They haven't had time to like build skill sets outside of sports. And so that's something that I really want to like foster through the program. So 
that's kind of like again like a pie in the sky on the vision board thing <laughs> well and the the last thing that I wanted to talk to you about and I kind of like to move more into stuff about you and and your experience in this journey because I feel like and you can tell me you can tell me more about this that a lot of times when it seems to me when women have children it's oh you're a mother and it's very centered on this new position of being a mother that there's you're no longer just an individual you have someone who is part of you now um and kind of take I think sometimes unintentionally like questions or, or, or even questions in person will get lost in in this new part of what you're doing now um yeah. but obviously you've mentioned your daughter a bunch of times so how, how is it she's two years old so yes and she and she loves the holidays you said so you got she everything does. ready because you wanted her to be able to just enjoy this and like this is a crazy time for you, but being able to slow down and say, Hey, like I want to be here for my family too. And I, you know, selfishly you want to enjoy yourself too. There's nothing wrong with you enjoying the holidays as well. Exactly. Yeah. So motherhood, um, I, I mean, I had her during COVID, so that was a little crazy. It was a little bit, um, isolating, I guess. Um, and I don't know what it, what it's like to have a baby not during COVID. So like, that's normal to me. Um, but it definitely is a little crazy, um, just kind of like that experience. But I do think like, as a mom, I was very, very submerged, especially before I put her in school. She was about a year and maybe nine or 10 months when we decided to put her in school. And I feel like that kind of gave me my independence back as Sarita. Um, and that kind of allowed me to grow and flourish kind of in my business, um, in school, in my career. So I don't know, I really do think it's important to kind of have that balance. Um, my daughter is 100% my world, um, and Jordan's world and having him home through all of this craziness has just built their bond so much. I'm honestly, again, like I'm thankful for kind of the experience we've had because it does shape her. Um, I 100% cannot wait for him to get an opportunity to get back to things, but I am kind of just slowing down and enjoying these moments that maybe we wouldn't have had, had he currently been on a team, you know, gone all the time, um, because that does change our family dynamic. Um, when that was the case, you know, it was me and her a lot of the time. Um, I was that one solid person that she knew was going to be there when she wakes up, when she goes to sleep, whether daddy is traveling home, whatever. Um, so you know, managing having a child um, with all of the things is just a balancing act. And so I do, similar to what I said, um, just kind of having your own outside of, you know, your your significant other, having your own outside of motherhood is important too. And I think that's made me a better partner um, and a better mom to her. And so she's funny. She actually will sit at my desk at times and grab my iPad and she'll be like, mommy, I'm drawing like you, like, so she just like sees me working, you know, and she sees me building this. And so I just joke that like one day at school, they're going to ask her what she wants to be when she grows up. And she's going to say that she wants to be like an entrepreneur or like, you know, own her own business or something like that. And so it's just like funny because I just never imagined myself as a business owner, I guess. And so it's just funny to see like kind of how she experiences my job and like what I do and you know, how that's going to like relate to what she wants to do one day. Cause we definitely, as women, a lot of times, or as girls look up to our moms. So I just hope that, you know, the work ethic that she sees is kind of something that she mimics and like wants to, you know, embody at some point. Well, and you even saying 
him being home is, is great. You obviously want him to be able to get out there and do everything that he wants to do. But like, it is such precious time that it's, it's hard because you feel like this is the time in between football and sometimes forget to in, enjoy that. And she's not going to be two yeah. forever. You know, she's, she's going to keep getting older and exactly. that time you don't get back. So, I mean, even with us, like, We've really kind of experienced this year more in between football and we can't get 2018 back. We can't get 2019 back. So it's like, how do we make sure that we're not just living for these months that football is happening, but we're living our mm -hmm. life in between those moments too, because that's what life is. Like those are the precious moments too, that we're also going to remember. So that's really cool that like you guys have the opportunity to do that as well and have that time while he's still in football and have that connection right. with her and grow with her too. And she gets a stronger connection with him, whether she's going to know it or not. I, I think my first memory is probably four is like the earliest yeah. that people say, but like that, that means something though. It's not, it's not just because you don't remember, you know, you, you exactly. feel something. Exactly. It definitely is a different feeling and, you know, it does like just build those bonds that maybe not to say wouldn't be there, but it's just different, you know, having that relationship with a parent who's gone a lot or like, yeah. you know, their schedule makes them a little bit more inconsistent, especially when they're two, you know, they wake up and like, they just like my daughter requests that we both put her to bed at night. Like, had you been on a team right now, that wouldn't be the case every single night, you know? So I definitely am trying to just enjoy those like small moments. And I think that that's something that's kind of helped him um, stay positive too, because like I said, in her eyes and her mind, there is no difference for her, you know, having us there is like what's most important. And so I think that that's kind of grounded the both of us in this, um, just the unknown of everything, just kind of having that as like our foundation has been really integral um, and just kind of keeping us positive through the whole process. She's going to look back and say, how did you guys do all of this? And I had no <laughs> idea. Like, this is what is nuts. I know. We've joked, like, even just in like the last year, like it's been such a long and crazy year and like we just you know we joke that like next year who knows like we just and we've, we've I've been told you like even planning our wedding like it's just scary to pick a date because you just don't know and so I don't know I'm definitely an a-type personality I'm a planner and so it's been hard for me to like have that unknownness in my every single day life but I swear when I just kind of like let go and understood that like it's going to happen exactly how it's supposed to happen and I can't make it happen any better than it's supposed to happen I kind of just have to sit back and like let it play out um it's just given me so much more like grace throughout the process so I'm thankful for kind of being able to let go of that a little bit um because I definitely was never like that before <laughs> Yeah, it it makes you appreciate the moments in between, truly, truly. If you can, Absolutely. if you can take the moment and to to step back and realize it. But when you're in it, you know it's not always good and it's not always bad. So it, yeah. it, that does get hard, though. Um, I I want to wind down into asking you the two most important questions in the podcast, and that would be the first one is what is your overall experience? How was your overall experience in the NFL, Ben, for you guys? So for us, um, I feel like the first word I could always say is just crazy. Um, but overall, I 100% am thankful for everything the NFL has given to Jordan, to me, to our family. Um, it's definitely experiences and memories and times that 
like you said, only the 1% get to experience. Um, and so I'm just thankful and grateful for just kind of being on this journey with him and being able to experience him living out his dream, something that he's worked for since he was a little boy. And even just like seeing what that means for his family and his brothers. And like, mm. I don't know, it's just like a different experience to like look at it through someone else's eyes, someone who has been there with him the whole time. You know, I've spent the last seven years with him and I've watched him craft and work and put in time and all of these things, but it's not the same as, you know, seeing it from five or six years old. And um, it's just really amazing. Like I have truly tried to embrace and enjoy every ounce of this experience, whether that's Canadian, whether that's Mm -hmm. in the United States, um, whether that's currently not being on a team, whether that's, you know, Peace Squad, like all of the things, just kind of enjoying each moment as they come and um, as their own like chapter. And, you know, we've said if and when we're back on a team at some point, we are just going to have such a different mindset um going back in just from what we went through this past year two years so I'm just excited to see what's coming I definitely am like I don't know I'm definitely open and like excited about the future but just thankful for all the experiences we've had thus far yeah I I think that's kind of along the same wavelength that everybody says thankful and blessed and, and you know really understanding the position that they're in none of none of the other women have said like straight up like whirlwind good thing because you understand the position that you're in is extremely blessed and I think you know critics these quote fans are the ones who are the ones who are quick to criticize and tell you what you have and what they don't have and and how you should be grateful when really this is how we this is how we felt all along but the last question if you had one piece of advice for a rookie wife or girlfriend what would it be I would say I have so many but I would say honestly as a like coming into this one, do not get lost in the sauce because it's not forever. Mm-hmm. It's no matter what, even if you've had a amazing career, it is not forever. And so I think having your own kind of knowing who you are while still being able to support your significant other is very, very important. And so that's something that I will say, um, I think is integral. I think that, you know, when our men transition if you kind of already have your space that you're flourishing in and that you're passionate about and that you are, you know, that you're working in, I think that that kind of helps with the transition. You know, it's not both of us figuring out like, okay, what's next for us now? Because we both were just all in on this NFL thing, you know? And so I think just like having you outside of him and outside of his career, as hard as that is sometimes is like important. And so I definitely would say, like, don't lose yourself in the process. Um, kind of use use all of the resources that were given through the NFL to, you know, kind of rocket you into whatever it is that you're passionate about on your own. I like that you said that. And that is something that I don't think a lot of people think about is you're setting, like you said, you want him to help more when he transitions out of the NFL, like with your business. So you're helping him. You're giving him the opportunity by starting it now to transition slowly and maybe figure out what else he wants to do, maybe in between coaching, because going from one to the next just sounds like like a whole mess of stuff that I don't even want to get into. Yeah, but that, that's really cool that you said that because it is true. And I'm sure he's if he doesn't know it now, he's going to learn to appreciate like that, that you've made that transition so much easier for you and for your family. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, I think that that's something that 
maybe the two of us didn't understand or plan for as rookies um, and kind of didn't move into that mindset until we did start seeing some like inconsistencies in his career. So I think that had we had that mindset as rookies coming into this, perhaps things would have played out different. You know, you just never know, obviously, but I think just kind of having having the mindset that NFL not for long is a thing. Um, you just never really know what your timing is going to be, but like, you know, that it's not forever, you know? So I think just kind of always praying for the best, um, supporting, doing all these things, but also like preparing um, because we just have so many, like we have so many resources, so many people at our fingertips, like huge connections to people and businesses and brands and all of these things. And like, if we're not using them, like we're losing them. So I 100% say like take full advantage of all of the opportunities that we have um, as significant others of these like incredibly talented men. And it's hard. I think like we all say, oh, we were so naive as rookies, but you, you, we can't have the knowledge without the experience, you know, like people can tell you things all day long and you're going to not believe it until something happens to you. And then you're like, maybe they were right. Or you just had to do it yourself to see how you were going to handle it in your own personal way. So I, yeah, you can listen to this and maybe think that's not going to be me or I'm never going to go through that. <laughs> maybe you're not, but maybe you will. So you just exactly. you never know. You never know. Why don't you tell us where we can find you, all your social pages? I know you, you said that you're starting out on TikTok too. So let us know yes. everything where we can find you. Okay. So I, my personal page is at Sawita, which is, <laughs> I'm going to spell it because it's a little crazy. It's S-A-W-W-E-E-T-T-A. Um, and then my business page is at pressed period by Sarita. Um, I would love to see you guys there. I would love to work with you guys. Um, but also 100% follow me on my personal too. And then my TikTok is the same as my business. Um, right now my TikTok looks a little janky. So like (laughs) hold on with me there while I get that up and going. I'm trying to like get out of this dinosaur age. I'm not even old, but somehow TikTok makes me feel old. So I'm trying to kind of grow in that space. Um, but again, as a business owner, like we're learning every single day. And so if anybody has tips, like come my way. <laughs> Girl, I'm getting insulted with words that I don't even know what they mean. I'm being called mid right? and I, like, it's so intuitive, but I'm like, that's just like, that's the worst insult. Like be meaner if anything. That's just like, so my passive. brother, my brother's fifth, 15 he'll be 16 at the end of December and he 100% is he loves that word mid he'll be like oh it's mid and I'm like what does that even mean like he says things I'm like I don't know he'll ask me sis do you know these songs and I'm like I've never heard of these a day in my life like I'm 100% out of loop so I don't know they kind of make you feel old really quick I think it's I don't know (laughs) it is it's because they're on here and everything is changing so fast on here and like I don't you know we're we're not old like we're not yeah, old at all. all. So <laughs> I don't know why I even feel like this. It is. It's it's gotta be the emergence of TikTok, man. There's a billion people on there. I might just be making yeah. that stat up, but I feel like it's true. No, I'm sure there's probably <laughs> more than that. TikTok is insane. I can't even like begin to keep up with TikTok. Well, Sarita, thank you for coming on today and talking to us all about your experience as a journeyman family, your business, pressed by Sarita, talking about motherhood and how you're still in school right now, doing the whole thing while you're moving around. It's Honestly, I cannot believe it. When I was reading all the stuff that you did on your Instagram page, I was getting anxious because I only do one (laughs) aspect of that and I am overwhelmed as it is. So thank you for coming on and enlightening us and letting us know where to find some 
cool custom gear for our game day looks. Yes, 100%. Slide in my DMs, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Just how you met your, your soon-to-be hubby. Exactly. Thank you for listening to episode 33 of the NF Ladies podcast with guest Sarita Francis. My intro and outro music called Not Ready Yet is written, produced, and sung by my friend Kira Grove. Again, my name is Bryce Watts, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.